the disciples said to Jesus, Sir, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. En el nombre de un solo Dios, Creador, Redentor y Santificador. Amén. We, unaccustomed to courage, exiles from delight, live coiled in shells of loneliness until love leaves its high holy temple and comes into our sight to liberate us into life. Love arrives and in its train comes ecstasies, old memories of pleasure, ancient histories of pain. Yet if we are bold, love strikes away the chains of fear from our souls. We are weaned from our timidity. In the flush of love's light, we dare be brave, and suddenly we see that love costs all we are and will ever be. Yet, it is only love which sets us free. Today, we celebrate Father James Otis Sargent Huntington as the founder of our order, a title he never wanted. <laughs> and perhaps the fact that he never wanted to be thought of as the founder is the more reason to celebrate him. And indeed, it is right to give thanks for his life, his faithfulness, his vision, his perseverance, and his love. The founding of what came to be the Order of the Holy Cross was born out of a conversation from between Father Huntington and Father Robert Stockton Dodd. It was Father Dodd who led Father Huntington and Father James Cameron, who soon after joined them, in the formation of community life beginning in the autumn of 1881. It was Father Dodd who was the first superior and who wrote the first rule of the order. But both Dodd and Cameron left within the next two years. I would bet the possibilities were not lacking for the intelligent confident and charismatic 29-year-old Father Huntington. But he chose to stay the course, and that's why we are here today.
He was not the more dominant character of the three, but certainly the stronger. As Brother, Brother Adam McCoy states in his History of Our Order, it is in this sense that Father Huntington became Father Founder, not that he had the founding vision, but that he had the founding strength to remain faithful. And his faithfulness raised up a mighty work. His decision was undoubtedly fueled by his conviction that the virtues of monastic life, humility, obedience, love, could serve as an example for all Christian life. The distinction lies in that in the monastic life, the individual relinquishes independence in order to become part of a unified body guided by the Holy Spirit. In his letter to the Galatians, St. Paul gives us an account of some traits that characterize the Spirit-led community. It begins with the understanding that life according to the Spirit is not something that can simply be structured according to human expectations. It is a countercultural orientation of the heart, especially in Western culture, which places a great deal of emphasis on independence and self-sufficiency. Statements such as, I can take care of myself, thank you, or I can make it on my own, or I don't need anything or anybody, are often applauded and heard with admiration. By contrast, Monastic life is characterized by the interdependence of its members. And that means that we support one another in times of need, but also that we are willing to confront one another when necessary. Our common welfare depends on the spiritual health of each member, and we all have a stake in helping one another walk faithfully, in Jesus' way. But it goes further. St. Paul urges his readers to bear one another's burdens. We are called to imitate the self-sacrificial pattern of Jesus' life, who humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This requires the complete surrender of our false self, our individualism, and self-desires, and consider first the interest of the community. For Father Huntington, that was the call. That was the model for the monastic life. And for him, this vision extended to the entire human enterprise— a community that keeps its vision focused on Jesus and does not ignore the poor, the sick, and those in any need or trouble. A community that keeps its vision focused on Jesus and seeks the well-being of all. A community that seeks, that keeps its vision focused on Jesus and sees the depth of God's forgiveness, grace, and love. 
A community that keeps its vision focused on Jesus as the ultimate example of a life of service and sacrifice. A community that keeps its vision focused on Jesus as the manifestation of what being created in the image of God really looks like. A community that keeps its vision focused on Jesus as the ultimate example of holiness. This was the vision of Father Huntington, who in his rule for the order wrote, Holiness is the brightness of divine love. Love must act as light must shine and fire must burn. It was this sense of love that carried him through all his struggles. His two companions in the early days of the order leaving, a scathing reply from Bishop Potter of New York, who had encouraged him in the early stages of his vocation, refusing to attend the laying of the cornerstone of this monastery, writing, Once you were the head of a brotherhood engaged in the service of the poor. Now, I believe yours is a contemplative brotherhood, and you a roaming preacher. I must own that neither your aims nor life interest us. And there were periods of what appeared to be something close to nervous breakdowns and depression and burnout and temptations to escape, an incredible disappointment, especially about what he experienced to be the failure of the ideal of the monastic life as he had understood it. His life seems to have been one of constantly seeking the, to imitate Jesus' self-outpouring through the involvement of the economic and social issues of his day, as well as his evangelistic work. But it was also clearly a life of constant struggle. Yet, from all I've read, his faith never seemed to have wavered. There was constant surrender of self-will, and despite the struggle, he stayed the course, he followed the path. On the vow of obedience in his rule for the order, Father Huntington wrote, the opportunity for this surrender is afforded in our community life. We are to die to our isolation and separateness as individuals that we may live in the energies of a mystical body wherein the life is one and that the life of Jesus, our head. The community is thus our means of entrance into union with our ascended Lord. Every time we enter this church to pray, we do so as one body. It is no longer about my voice, beautiful as it may be, <laughs> my prayer, my worship, but our voice, our prayer, our worship. We each bring our uniqueness, our fullest personality to form part of a bigger whole, a mystical body. This is the surrender, the obedience of which he spoke. 
a surrender and obedience that can only be achieved by that love that must act as light must shine and fire must burn. In the flush of love's light, he dared be brave, and suddenly he saw that love cost all he was and would ever be. Yet it was love which set him free. Blessed James Huntington, intercede for us. Que así sea. Amen. <laughs>